Well, it doesn't look like that is working. Let me try it again. Refresh this. Sometimes you just have to hit the refresh button. That's all life really is. Mercury retrograde alert. Let me see if I can pop it in another browser. See what happens. Let's see if we get another browser. Uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's try this. One more time. One more time. Working on it, working on it, working on it, working on it. Let's see. Give me, give me, I got you. Here we go. All right. Take you two, three.
Well, that wraps it up for Split Ends Week here on 15 Minutes of Flame. Again, a really, really underrated group. And you put them together with a crowded house, and then some of the Neil Finn and Tim Finn solo records, you got a great catalog. Of So if you're looking for music that you really haven't heard or paid much attention to, I highly recommend... At a Mercury retrograde, going back and rediscovering the Finn brothers and their their two groups, Split Ends and Crowded House, they're really good. And the the melodies are off the hook. What do we got going on here? No sound. I don't know what's going on today, man. I don't know what's happening today. I tried to play that on two different browsers. I had sound on my end. So, Mercury Retrograde. Just get used to that for the next three and a half weeks. Something fucks up. Hey, it's Mercury Retrograde. You fuck up. Sorry, man. Mercury Retrograde. Mercury Retrograde. Maybe the next time we go live, I'll play some uh, Crowded House stuff which is really, really good. You know, what's interesting about that video that you did not hear, but it's a great song. You have to trust me on this. There's some really, and I, I, there was a period of time when I listened to that song on the video over and over again, over and over again. Do you, you know why I listened to it over and over again? Because I was in love. And there are certain songs that when you're, in that really fizzy, bubbly state that they kind of get you, right? And that was one of those songs. Um, Speak Now, Forever Hold Your Peace by Cheap Trick is another one. That has a, a certain connotation for me. Anyway, um, but if you look, I watched that video a lot. So I know that video. There's some weird symbolism in that, in that video. There's, it's kind of like, Soft Illuminati, right? So uh, Tim Finn is walking, I'm sorry, uh, Neil Finn is walking through the various sets. So in one of the sets, you see the twin columns. And you say, well, it's just, you know, a set that that's approximating some kind of Roman architecture or Greek architecture, the door column, the scene, right? But we know that the twin columns are, embedded in symbolism like it's the twin towers and um boaz and jakin right i mean we could go down that 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 alley but then there's another scene where he's walking past a cityscape and you can see ufos in the background and then the final scene where the band has gotten together it's all Black Masonic checkerboard symbolism. Now, does that mean that Crowded House or the Split Ends or, you know, part of the Illuminati? No. I think a lot of times these artists will be in a video and the videographer or the person directing the video might be, right? And so let's use this and let's use this and let's use this. If the band isn't sufficiently educated or aware, it's okay. Well, that's fine. Oh, look at those UFOs. That's funny. Anyway, there you go. The song you didn't hear, trust me on it. It's really good. Split ends. Um, I'm hoping you can hear me now. Let me see what we got there. Yeah. Testing one two three. Testing 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 testing. I was glitching. Maybe I should try to play you something else. Why don't we play this? I was going to play this, and maybe I should have played this, but I didn't play this because I thought, well. I like that song better than what I want to play. Let's see. Oh, 
This does not bookmark well, does it? Let me go back. All right, hold on. Hold on here. Draymond Green. Suspended indefinitely. Let's see. Maybe I can find this thing. I bookmarked it. I bookmarked. Give me one second. All I need to do is do a little search here. All right, here we go. So this is a video. I don't know if you guys have seen this. But this is a video that we're going to segue into the Bidens. This is um, Jill Biden. She posted this video, and apparently this is what's going on in the so-called White House. All right, here we go. Let's check this out. I am not getting any volume on any of this shit. What is going on with my drivers? All right. Uh, all right, just watch this without the volume. Volume's up. Just watch this without the volume. I'll comment on it. Okay, here we go. This is from the White House. So the first thing that pops into my mind, and I know that it's a very diverse cast, but the Bidens come off as being like plantation owners, 
Okay, here's your harmless house Negroes. Just shucking and jiving and dancing away. Shucking and jiving and dancing away. And then you have the Port Eunuch. I don't know. How would you describe her? A mid 40 single mom who eats uh, Ben and Jerry's at night and took dance classes on the weekends. I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little bitter today. This is just ridiculous. Then, of course, you have this guy, Bill, like Black Dorothy Miranda. What we got there? You got your little pyramid on top of the uh, fireplace. Nice. So this is what's going on there. Well, they better enjoy the moment in the space while they can because they're on their way out. And that's kind of what I'm here to talk about today. It's so cognitively dissonant. It is so cognitively dissonant, like what we're experiencing versus what they want us, they want us to think that that's what they're experiencing. It is incredibly cognitively dissonant. Anyway, the Biden family is going down. These are the last days of the Biden crime syndicate family. A decision has been made. As soon as Hunter Biden got indicted for those tax charges in California, I knew they were on the clock. And shortly thereafter, the, uh, I guess it was Congress, who voted to impeach to start the impeachment proceedings against Biden? And I think he's gone. I think he's gone. There's there's the the the, the call has been made. So it's a two pronged attack. They need to have exculpatory evidence on Hunter Biden. And here's now apparently Hunter Biden is um, in contempt of court because he was supposed to show up, I think, in California, and he didn't. I wonder if Hunter Biden is on the way to being suicided because he poses potentially a real threat to whatever kind of midterm hegemony the Biden crime family has on the on the presidency and the electorate, right? But even if Hunter was Arkansas, um they could still bring forth massive amounts of evidence that suggests that not only was he in, because here's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Hunter Biden to turn on his father. That's what they're trying to do. Who are they? Well, clearly, I believe that it is inside the party. They, they don't want him anymore. They got to find a way to get him out. And keep in mind, it was California that, brought the charges up against Hunter Biden. Who's the governor of California? Gavin Newsom. Do you think it's personal? Of course it is. It's not just random. So I think what they're trying to do is to put the squeeze on Hunter and say, look, 
you're going to go to jail. Here's how you can stay out of jail. You can turn on your father. What do you think Hunter Biden would do? I don't think he'd do it. He's an Aquarius fixed sign. Um, I think a lot of it depends on, on how deep he is into his addiction. If he's still deeply into his addiction, he will. If he has somehow managed to extricate himself from his addiction, and when I mean addiction, it's not just um, cocaine or crack. It's everything that goes along with it. But in order to do that, you he would he would have to execute the uh, the entities around him because that's who's running his addiction. It's not Hunter Biden. And in most cases, when people have serious addictions, some of it is obviously um, biological. You know, there's things that go on in your brain. Your brain is telling you you need this thing right in order to stay alive chase the dragon, whatever. But that's the physiological um, response or wiring. It's the entities that are running addiction because they want the individual to fuck up, right? They want to get in. They want to get in while they're in an altered state so that they can experience things through the individual because they can't experience things in a, a physical form. So it, it's, it's temporary possession, which is what happens. And that's just part of it. Then when things go south and people's lives become broken, they feed off of that as well. They feed off of grief. They feed off of shame. Uh, they feed off of all those negative states, which they in turn have helped set up in the individual. And then once the individual is dead and gone, they'll move on to somebody else. Right? They'll live. They'll, there's nothing left for them. You know that they've siphoned off the very last uh, particulates of life force. So I don't know. I mean, for Hunter Biden to get to get straight, he'd have to deal with that realm in as much as he'd have to deal with his ongoing ad addiction, which is, again, it's not just drugs. There's all the other attendant stuff that goes along with, with Hunter Biden. So this is a move. This is, this is a power move. And somebody inside of the Democratic Party is forcing the issue. And you will see Democrats work alongside of Republicans to remove Biden. That's going to happen. Or do their best to remove Biden. It is going to happen. And it will be one of the more uh, shocking turns of events. You'll get some bipartisan like blowback, right? Like, um, or partisan blowback. You'll have some people on the left it will be the front guard and the talking points and they'll bring out Trump and all this other bullshit. But secretly they want him out because they know even with the technology, even with the, 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 the holography, holography, right? All the things that they can do to somehow prop him up, whichever version of Biden there is, there, there's a limited shelf life. Like you can only do so much. I mean, even if we're talking clones or let's say it's a clone and somewhere the, you know, the old feeble Biden is still around, which allows the clone to continue to function, right? Every successive clone that they theoretically have gets, it becomes a more degraded copy. So even if they were somehow able to, you know, keep him alive and continue this process, again, this is all theoretical. There, there's an expiration date to that because you can only do it for so long. And when the original is very degraded, then 
every other copy, which would degrade with each um, successive creation would degrade as well. Right. It gets just, I mean, this is what, you know, when you, when you make, take an image of something, every successive image theoretically has less uh, information in it. He's, he's gone. He's done. It's just a matter of how and when I would think that since we're coming, coming into the holidays, they're going to set the table. Um, and then when the year turns, if Biden doesn't resign over the holidays, and there's a possibility of that, there's a possibility of it. But if he doesn't, then I would assume that by February he's gone, that they would, they would fast track this stuff. You would you would have and, and it would be a bipartisan decision. Just like it was a bipartisan decision in a lot of ways to have Mike Johnson be the Speaker of the House, who I think is a total fruit loop. Um, but that's what happened. They made a bipartisan decision. Let's get this guy in here. Because he was Mike Johnson straight out of the gate says, I'm gonna fund Israel. No matter what. Another reason why Biden is on the clock is because the war in Ukraine is over. There's, there's nothing left there. Nothing. So the Biden administration was deeply embedded in this so-called war effort to transfer hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine and a lot of that money being funneled back here to run black projects, whatever they are, but that's what they're doing. It's done. It's over. And, you know, can, can Biden survive uh, a defeat with this war in Ukraine? I mean, it's politics and it's bullshit and you can spin it any way you want. You can say, oh, well, you know, the, the Ukrainians defended the majority of their territory. If we weren't there, the Russians would have gone all the way to Kiev. So in that sense, it's a victory for the Ukrainian people. Well, it's the way it was before. Except now, Russia is going to get those, those three... Uh, protectorates right on the eastern side of Ukraine on the other side of the river, which were kind of a part of Russia already, you know, up against Crimea. They're going to get them. They're coming to Russia. They don't want to be a part of Ukraine. So they're going to redraw the boundaries. That's going to be part of it. I don't think that the, let's, let's call it a stalemate. I don't think that the stalemate in Ukraine is going to go down well with Biden and the Biden administration because it's really it's a big L. It was always going to be a big L. But, but the the goal was never to uh, liberate the Ukrainian people from the clutches of the Rus. It was never the goal. That was never the goal. The goal was to move a lot of money. The goal was to go in and destroy infrastructure that was part of whatever kind of illicit programs they were running in Ukraine, whether it was bio labs, whether it was um, Hunter Biden related stuff, whether it was trafficking. And there's a lot of trafficking that, that happens through Ukraine. Like it's part of it was to destroy any of the evidence moving forward. So there's a lot of different things, a lot of different agendas when a war happens. And that, so right off the, right off the bat, we, we see a couple huge money laundering, the destruction of the infrastructure, the infrastructure, which theoretically would implicate the Ukrainians in doing things that 
probably aren't part of the Geneva Convention or any of the other stuff that, you know, theoretically countries agree upon, which is bullshit because, you know, all those old pieces of paper are useless now. The other part of the Ukraine war was to destroy as many young Ukrainians as possible. Ukraine is a mostly Christian country. The people that decided to flip the country and install Zelensky ultimately are not Christian. And they don't seemingly have a problem with decimating the, the, the youth. Or um, if in the best case scenario, the youth escaping and going to a new country like England, many, many Ukrainians have gone to England and Scotland. I'm sorry, Ireland. I know about Scotland. But that's another part of this thing. Destroy it. Just destroy the youth. Wipe out a generation. Traumatize them. I mean, these these are the hallmarks of war. This is what war is essentially meant to do, right? And then in you know, in the good old days, the conquerors would come in and they'd kill all the men that were left. They keep a few around. They keep a few around. They, they would kill uh, the ones who would pose a threat, mostly mostly young. They'd keep some young, but they'd, they'd kill a lot of young men. They'd keep a few old guys around because they couldn't do anything. And then they'd go in and they'd start to rape the women. This is what would happen in the old, you know, theater of war. And so now the... the the next generation would have their seed. And this this is this this has been going on for thousands of years. Thousands of years. And that's not going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. But if it, if it was the but it's happening in Europe. Right? It's happening with the, the migrant crisis. It's a war. It's a silent war. You know, and what's going on there? People, you know, people are getting raped. Women are getting raped. Right? The infidels are in the gates. This is how you this is how you flip generations. This is this is how cultures are dissolved and absorbed. It's been going on for a long time. Nothing new. It's an, it's an old it's an old tactic that's been employed by the social engineers and mostly to make sure that any future competition to their hegemony doesn't stand much of a chance and then what do you have you have ultimately a society of people who are mixed and they don't know who they are there's no cultural reference point for any of it None. The culture has been destroyed. And the new people, theoretically, will be led around by the nose. And they will be the uh, offspring of the reset. This is all, all part of the plan. And Ukraine is, you know, it's, it's, in, it's in the mix. They never intended to win the war. Oh, if they won, it would have been, a, I think, a, you know, kind of a added bonus. You know, their goal was to bleed Russia dry, theoretically. I read that 80, Russia lost 87% of their uh, fighting forces. These, these were people that were already part of the Russian army. And that's part of that was part of the strategy as well. Like, let's get Russia into a uh, fairly meaningless war. But if they don't protect themselves and don't defend their border, well, we'll just do what we do, right? So they have to. And they went in. They apparently lost 87 percent of their fighting force. Now, if if you're looking at fighting Russia, and that's your long term goal. Well, you've achieved your goal. You you had them lose a considerable amount of life and uh, military capital in a meaningless war. 
So they're 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 pulling the plug on that. And Biden was the guy associated with this war, not Trump. Biden. This is Biden's war. And if it's done, then he is likely done. I was on Twitter, and they uh, apparently Zelensky has bought a place in Florida. Now, my theory about Zelensky is that all that stuff with him being in Ukraine and all these stars that came to visit him, I don't think he was there most of the time. I think Zelensky has been in the United States and has been in Florida. That's my theory, and it may just be a wild tinfoil hat theory. But it makes sense because if you were going to have like Robert De Niro and Sean Penn and um, Ben Stiller and all these fucking people come show up, go all the way across the pond, right? And go to theoretically go to Ukraine and put themselves at harm or at risk, possibly, right? Why would they do that? Wouldn't it just be easier to kind of build a set in Florida? They're all actors. They understand production. They understand it. And they don't they don't they don't have any they don't have any soul. They don't have any skin in the game. You know, they'll they'll support the production. They're just a they're just a you know a member of the cast in a movie that appears to be real. So I think Zelensky, and that's not to say that he has not been in Ukraine at certain times, like he's got to go there and, you know, fucking play president and talk to people. But I don't think that, that that's, I don't think he was there very much. This is just my opinion. And I have, I have, you know, pretty good instincts. Anyway, they're done. He's done. It's a two pronged attack. Hunter and Joe. And I believe by February he'll be gone. And he'll either there 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 are three options. He'll either there are four options. There's, there's the medical option, right? There's the medical option where all of a sudden he becomes incapacitated, and that's an exit strategy. There's the six feet under strategy where he dies. And he's gone. Right? However that looks. There's the resignation strategy, but I don't think Biden and his crime family people want him to resign. Then there's the impeachment, which would be forcibly being removed from the presidency. And I believe it will not go the way of Trump if they get into impeachment with Biden. But here's here's the here's the part that's problematic for that. Usually, when a sitting president gets impeached, it has an impact on the party because he represents a failure of the party's ability to execute on the platform, the mandates and the agenda of the party. So if there are Democrats who want to play ball with the so-called Republicans and want him out, they have to be willing to take that risk that it's a stain on the party. Right? Now, the only way that it that it's not the only way, but one of the ways in which they can extricate themselves from the stain of the party is to recognize and embrace one of their own, such as Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as an independent, because he's outside the party now. And there's there's a possibility that you could see a a lot of if this goes down this path 
and again, they're playing with fire because the impeachment of Biden is a condemnation ultimately of the party. So they would literally you would have to have people in do 180s on Biden and condemn the individual to the extent that his actions um, do not represent that of the party. His actions are hermetically sealed. His family is not um, emblematic of the party itself. If they can somehow manage that and sanitize it to that extent, they'll go along with it. But it's a, it's a risky route. Because the other thing, too, is if you the Bidens have been around a long time. And they have dirt on people. They all have dirt on each other. That's one of the reasons why nobody ever gets convicted in Washington. Oh, you're going to do that to me? Well, guess what I got on you? It's like, it's like the superpowers having nuclear arsenals. They cancel each other out. If you believe in nuclear, they cancel each other out. So the Bidens probably have enough dirt on a number of people that they can indemnify themselves for a while. I think more than likely, this is this is this is my take, is that they'll sit down with Jill Biden. And even though Ron Klain is not in the White House, he's still the unofficial, like, consigliere of Biden and the Biden family and a certain version of the Democratic Party. And they'll sit her down and they'll say, listen, here's the deal. This is the way it's going to go down. Best case scenario is he gets ill and he steps down. And we'll figure out what that looks like in terms of the, and Jill Biden may be okay with that. I mean, she's, she's younger than he is. She's been a first lady. Does she really love him? I don't know. He doesn't seem very lovable. She might, she might welcome, you know, the, the opportunity to go on the fucking shopping network and have her own line of uh, drapery clothing, right? I mean, that, that that could be part of her deal. She might, you know, hug that deal. You know, no beat from her. Then you got, then you have, I guess he's got a, what, a daughter and, a, and then Hunter. Then you got that, you have them to deal with. Hunter would be easy. Hunter would be like, look, you just keep your fucking mouth shut and we'll keep you out of prison. And he would do it. I don't, I don't think Hunter Biden is invested in his father's legacy. I think he's very, very invested in staying out of prison. So she could, she could take that deal and say, okay. All right. So What's he going to be sick with, and where do we go from here? Well, you know, pick pick an illness. You could have a, a cerebral hemorrhage, a stroke, um, whatever. You could have a heart condition. He needs to step down. Because do you want to have to go through the impeachment process? And does the attorney general want to have to defend him because that's, you know, that's who has to wind up sort of defending. I mean, that's why Barr was brought in to be the attorney general of Trump because ultimately he would have to defend him. It's part of the deal. Not, not defend him in court, but defend him once a judgment had been rendered. So I think this is this is what we're dealing with, right? And it's the first of a series of events that are it's going to reshape this country. 
which has already been in molten form since 2016. You know, they released that movie A24, which is all about the uh, Civil War, right? So now I think it's an Alex Garland movie. Didn't Alex Garland do what, um, 28 Days Later? I think he wrote it. I think Danny Boyle directed it. And didn't Alex Gordon do that movie, The Beach, with Leo DiCaprio? Anyway, um, it's a depiction of a civil war in the United States. That all happened when Mars hit the U.S. Ascendant in Sagittarius. Enjoy these times while you can. Because we're really at the end of an era. I mean, we're at the end of an era. And, you know, sometimes I catch heat for this. You know, I was on with those, with the uh, Alpha, Alpha Beta guys who I really like. And I went through and read some of the comments. It was over on YouTube. And, um, it was kind of interesting. Like some people didn't understand it. There was a woman said, am I wrong? Or did you just give us a lot of negative information? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Right? What am I supposed to do? Look around, pay attention, you know, take your goggles off your rose colored goggles off. Take your, take your VR goggles off. We are in a deconstruction mode. And it's only going to be, it's only going to accelerate. It's interesting that the movie is called A24. I would assume that that is code for April 24th. Which would be on the backside of this eclipse in April. And I know it probably means something else. But that's how I would decode that, April 24th. I've always loved dystopian movies. I, I don't, it must be Scorpio in my ascendant. But as we get closer to dystopia, my taste for dystopian movies becomes um, less fulfilling. Like those kinds of things are more interesting and palatable when they seem somewhere in the distant future. But when the distant future is staring you in the face and they're giving you a celluloid version ahead of time and and to understand the potential of what that looks like. It's absolutely frightening. And I'll tell you one other thing before I go, because I have to go, we got a delivery here. Um, there is tacit agreement with the United States army and the armed forces in that movie because they're using equipment that like, so the, the military industrial complex signs off on scripts and they would not have signed off on that script and provided logistical support, which they will in that movie without them on some level being in agreement with it. Wrap your head around that. All right. Got to go big day here. This is the last 15 minutes of flame from the compound from here on out. It's um, live from Smallville. Um, this is Robert Phoenix, your intrepid psychic reporter, signing off for now. I wish you a very blessed day. And, um, oh, it's not what I was thinking of. Thank you. I don't have to go yet. I just did that big dramatic sign off and I don't have to go yet.
I'm going to go anyway. Thank you all for being here, supporting the show. And um, no media tomorrow. We'll see about Sunday night. Um, if I do Sunday night, it won't it won't be in the same location. We'll see about Sunday night. More than likely, we'll be. We'll, I'll do some version of uh, serious sports on Monday, and then we'll crank it back up again next week. Um, look for a new fifteen minutes of flame site. It is being designed right now, and hopefully, fingers crossed, by the end of the year, and we'll have a we'll have a, a new platform to hang out in, and a new. Uh, address to anchor it in. Well, it'll be the same address, but you know what I'm saying.